Hey guys, welcome to another episode of MC Anime. I'm MC Anime. We had a, we have another special guest with us today, DC Glenn. How you doing today, DC Glenn? Doing wonderful, man. So, what's the story of DC Glenn and where can they find you? Well, I am a guy who just does a whole bunch of things. And, uh kind of known for making the song Whoop, There It Is and known for um, this Geico commercial called Scoop, There It Is and just working on tons of things and um, I'm also an SEO um, expert. I wouldn't say expert. I'm just masterful at the things I do with SEO, search engine optimization. Mm -hmm. And here's the first lesson for you guys. When you're doing your social medias, make sure your platforms are all the same. The same tag. Mine is DC Glenn ATL. If you want to find me, and it's Tag Team Whoop. If you want to find, if you want to contact Tag Team or want to look at Tag Team pictures or what have you, and our site is TagTeamBackAgain.com. First lesson. Yeah, it's very important to have a uh, essential tagline that everyone can use, whatever platform they own, to find the best convenient platform to follow you and. Uh, support you as well and it also helps uh, Google's bot yeah. to not necessarily put you in the right place but to gather all the things out there in the universe that are about you and bring them back to you mm -hmm. so there might be an article that you did when you were a kid or something out there that when it crawls that metadata shows and it can bring it back to you and then that enters your knowledge panel for those who know what a knowledge panel is if you type in uh, your name or something into google a big long square on a, i mean a rectangle on the uh, right hand side with pictures and all your information that's the knowledge panel mm -hmm. and that's kind of what you want to just have filled out and that is very helpful when people are trying to find you and use your services or find you because you're you yeah, I did a couple of tagline searches of me. Apparently, I have like three or four, all mm -hmm. the different usernames, but they all do the same thing, so they're all connecting back to me. Yeah. So when they search my name, this comes up, that comes up, this mm -hmm. all comes up, the podcast comes up, everything <laughs> comes up. Yeah, yeah, I used to be like that, and you know, you just kind of want to disambiguate so you don't confuse yeah. that bot. And then everything is uh, consolidated and centralized. And then that's how that's how um, people can find you. That's yeah. how you gain more followers. That's how you um, just want you want uh, consistency and synergy. And the tagline is to learn that. <laughs> the tagline I use for my Facebook is actually Blog MC Anime. It's been the same ever since. Mm -hmm. So. I use that as a tagline, and people can find me pretty easily when I use that. So, yeah, it you know, such as an algorithm, and everything that's associated with it comes up as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. Really cool, actually. Cool. Even the website domains the same uh, blog MC anime because you know, yeah, I have to have something original because MC and anime mm -hmm. is so common. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good tag name. Huh? Definitely. That's a good tag name, definitely. I mean, I used to be a blog, so I might as well just keep it the same. Keep everything yeah. the same. Perfect. 
so this episode, uh, we are actually discussing a very interesting topic. Uh, it's going to be how to leave a legacy, and how does that legacy mean for different people viewing it, like internet content, in the atmosphere of just leaving a digital footprint, and how they can resonate with that digital footprint, and take a different experience from it. What's some of your experience with that? Well, hmm, for me, as an artist, uh, there are thousands upon thousands of things about me because of what I've done in the last 30 years, there it is, and all the things that I've done. And it does me no good for it to just be sitting out there in the universe um, just randomly, right? So I think it was 2011. Um, I'm DJing in the club, and I get a call. Uh, on my main club, I get a call from a New York Times reporter. And I'm like, call me tomorrow. So she called me when I was working. I was like, what is this? And she called me on a Sunday, and I was like, what's up? And she was like, have you heard the, have you read the Gawker article? And I was like, no. She was like, the world thinks that Barack Obama was in your music video. Because they took a frame of this other rapper, L.A. Snow. And it looked just like a young Barack Obama. It was funny. So we played it up, and we did press for like two weeks, right? I mean, just tons of press. And at the end of that two weeks, I was kind of upset because I didn't have no money in my pocket to show for it, right? Opportunities like that, you can't let just dissipate. So that's what started my search engine optimization career. You know, the ability to get on the first page of Google, digital marketing. That was the um, beginning of social media back then, right? All the platform forums were kind of brand new. MySpace was kind of dying. So this was a whole new world. And I started learning search engine optimization. And it took me like, it really has taken me 10 years to really get good at it. <laughs> and one thing I noticed is that while I was doing all of these things, you know, trying to just be popular and get more, you know, looks to me and just, you know, just get my business businesses going, um, I started thinking about archiving, right? How do I archive all this stuff? And that didn't really happen to like maybe a year ago. And, you know, the whole reason to do search and optimization is to be found. And fast forward to 2020, September, I get a call from my agent for acting because I'm an actor too. And her name is Lena. And she was like, DC, you just booked a Geico commercial. And I was like, don't play with me. You're in the middle of a pandemic. I ain't booked no Geico commercial because I ain't even auditioned for no Geico commercial. She was like, no, DC, they want a tag team. I was like, oh, tag team. And I went to my tag team phone. And there was a message from Geico. And it, it was just amazing because they didn't wait for me. They went and found my profile on IMDb. And because 
I had been doing SEO and went to every profile I could find and filtered out correctly, left contact information, consolidated all my tags, did everything I needed to do from an archival standpoint. They found me, called my agent. My agent, I let my agent make the deal, and it's the biggest deal I've ever made in my life, right? <laughs> and Oh, gosh. Yeah, that goes to show you how important that was. So even in the throes of the Geico commercial, I learned about Wiki. You know, I was trying to... One of the reasons it was hard for us to be found because our Wikipedia page was horrible, right? And... Other people had written it from a long time ago, and it was like, we're from my, we're a Miami-based group. We were born in Miami, and we've only been working for two years, and it was just like wrong. And that's one of the things that you have to correct. So it took me another five. It took me like I started this in like 2015. It took me five years to do a Wikipedia, do, learn how to do the Wikipedia page, right? Because people charge too much to do the Wikipedia page. And I was like, you know what? I'm learning how to do this myself because in life, it's also we have with the Wikipedia page. You have to like, like if you're going to make a Wikipedia page, you want to have certain people with certain access. You don't want the public just to have access to that page and make changes, as well. Yeah, and and, and now now it's different, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's different because we're in the age, you know, we're basically in the bizarre world. <laughs> that was what I called the age of misinformation, right? I think in 2015 they were like, "It's not, it's not going to be as easy for you to just do your own Wikipedia page." So that's why I had to. I found good people to do it for me. So once I did that, that changed everything. Because mm-hmm. we weren't born in Miami. I was born in Chicago. Steve was born in Omaha. We were grown up in Denver. I went to school at Sac, Sac State. I came back down to Atlanta, and now we live in Atlanta. So I had to change some things, right? And I did, and that changed everything because what happens is Google trusts Wikipedia more than anybody. And most sites out there will aggregate off of Google. And the first result in anything somebody looks for about you is Wikipedia. So if your Wikipedia page ain't on point, you can't, if it's not on point, that's mis, that, you're, that's a misinformation thing inadvertently where whatever's out there or somebody did view, that's what's, what they're going to see. And you don't want that. So that's the first thing about archiving, right? And I was trying to find a course on how to, you know, write Wikipedia pages and do this better and all that. And I stumbled upon um, it's called the Wikipedia Institute. And it was like, we don't have a course on Wikipedia, but we do Wikidata. I'm like, what the heck is Wikidata, right? <laughs> and the best way I can explain Wikidata is back in the day, Shakespeare and his boy were playwrights, right? And Shakespeare, Shakespeare's boy was probably better than Shakespeare. But Shakespeare, all, all Shakespeare's boys plays got burnt down in a house fire. And But Shakespeare had people who archived his plays, archived all his thoughts, and kept them secure. And that's why we revere him today. You see what I'm saying? There are a lot of people in history who were probably better than Shakespeare, but because they didn't archive their stuff for the rest of time, nobody knows who they were. 
Yeah. It's kind of like those stories you hear where somebody was cleaning out a um, storage unit and, you know, you just, they, they, they were a photographer and just a whole bunch of pictures all over the place and somebody picks one up and was like, what the, who is this? This is a great picture. And then they go to the trash and they pull all their pictures out. And then they start a whole art gallery because that photographer's pictures were that good and they revive them all. And now that that artist, which nobody would have never known of and passed away, mm-hmm. now that artist lives forever. That photographer lives forever. Yeah. And, and see, what Wikidata is, is Wikidata is, are the, when you do a Wikipedia page, you have to have references. Yeah. So in essence, what you do is you go and you get all the things out there in your life, all that data, because Google is data-driven. And you put it in Wikidata, those are the references for your Wikipedia page. Therefore, it's easy for you to write a Wikipedia page because all your references are there. True. The Wikipedia, the whole wiki game is an encyclopedia. So you can't write it like an advertisement. You can't write it like, you know, it's your your story. You have to write it like an encyclopedia. Yeah. Because it's data. And once I I learned that and combined it with SEO and combined it with coding and the schema JSON-LD, now I am archiving things that, you know, I've, I've got papers that I digitized of itineraries, all the shows we did, all the people we met. Everything that was paper is now a reference that can be archived to tell the story of DC, the brand supreme tag team. And I will live forever because in history, technology is starting you know, technology spawns different eras. Yeah. Right? You had the, you know, the Iron Age, then you had the Gilded Age, then you had the Industrial Age, then you had the, um, you know, the Internet Age, right? Yeah. And that fast forwards us now to this new thing called crypto. Yeah. And crypto is several things. And people think it's just a coin, and it's not. Is it's a it's a token that has a bunch of technologies, mm. right? So say you buy a token called Solana. Well, underneath that in that ecosystem, there are a bunch of technologies that are thriving under that that uh, token. So if you have ten technologies that are doing very very well, that token is going to rise in value. Yeah. Therefore, if you buy that token, that's your chance to be an angel investor in the newest technology. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, what's happening now is that things are consolidating, everything pieces are being moved, and now Bitcoin is the main one. Are, are, you know, all these things are uh, connected to the economy now and to geopolit- you know, geopolitical events. So each ecosystem is going to have some NFTs. Each ecosystem is going to have some um, you know, decentralized currency. Each ecosystem is going to have a metaverse, yeah. right? And that's the new frontier. True. Right? And it's, the, it's, it's, uh, it's like the beginning of the internet. Oh, yeah. And everybody's looking at it like, you know, they jumped on and then when the market crashed, it was like, oh my God, it was just a fad. But it's not. People don't realize that. You can't go into it thinking you're going to get rich. You got to go no, into it. What is the value that's going to provide to humanity? And, you know, going back to what you said about Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about, you know, should I saw a Wikipedia page, it'd be kind of cool, everyone can see where I am, and see more about me, if they want to do a quick 
summary, then I'll be on the Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can maybe do it. It's just getting the right references and getting the right information presented to how the internet will see me is more important than I realized. Yeah. Because, you know, that information is not just the entry ticket to who I am. It's the entry ticket that if they... And it's only two pages that they're going to see. One Uh podcast itself on the Wikipedia. And then me, personally, is my LinkedIn page. Those are the two pages that you have to, like, optimize more because of the importance that they bring. LinkedIn is just... But this is the first layer of it, though. Right, so... Mm-hmm. Here's my layer. Here's, here's here's my formula, and I give it away because I know everybody's not gonna put in the work like I did. And my thing is, I give what I want first. So I'm here today because I'm trying to talk to people. Anybody who listens about the things I wanted somebody to talk to me, I wish somebody to talk to me about when I was a young man. Not that I would listen because youth is wasted on the young. It is, <laughs> but I just that's my mission. So. Here's my, here's how, here's my play. Wikidata is you. Yeah. So all the information you put in Wikidata are your references. It's where you were born, who you are, where you went to school, all the things that you've done. You've got a podcast. Every episode can go into Wikidata, right? Every episode can, can, uh, everything that you've done, every guest that you're affiliated with, every, all that information can be put into Wikidata. And then you used to have a blog. It's all your blog posts. Everything you've ever done that has a link, everything you've ever done that's paper, because what you can do is you can scan that piece of paper. Say you had an article back, like, I'm going to tell you the story. When we, this is 1993, and we would go to the record company in L.A., and they would give us a stack of papers, right? And that stack of papers was a service that went out and found every single article, every single thing that had to do with tag team. I was like, what am I going to do with this? And I was just put it in a FedEx box and send it to my mom. And she put it in a trunk. And years later, I digitized all those papers, right? Mm-hmm. And when I digitized all those papers, I did it just for nostalgia's sake so I could look back on what I've done and my accomplishments. But what I figured out is that is data. And I took all of those, all of those digitized documents, and I put them in uh, Google trustworthy entities, Flickr. I put them in a Google Drive. Then you make your, your URLs for them, and then dump them into Wikidata. And now that is data because it can be yeah. proven. Because that was the time before the internet, and that is what the whole point of archiving is: is taking everything from the physical world putting it into the digital world, yeah, that, right? That's, that's what Google's job is, is to coordinate all of that information. So here's how I, here's how I just, you know, this is the easiest way for people to understand the relevance of data. See, people think that they talk about the Google algorithm and this and that, that has nothing to do with nothing. Google gives you a recipe because the bot is a robot. It doesn't have feelings. 
It's not trying to keep you down. Yeah, it's not trying to. It doesn't doesn't hate you. Yeah, it captures. It is a robot. Names, anything associated with it, anything association gets tagged in. I've searched my searched my name, and my name just comes up every blog post or this site. Like I have fifteen different platforms, and this comes up, that comes up, this picture comes up on Flickr, and it was just oh. All over the place. But it's data, though. Yeah. Right? So, so, so here's, here's, the, here's the most important point. Google Google gives you the recipe mm-hmm. to feed its bot. You, you can be a short-order cook. Mm-hmm. Or you can be a five-star missing chef. I choose to be the latter. So if they give you the recipe, it's up to you to come up with the creative uh, recipes to... Give the bot what it wants and help the bot. If you help Google do its job, that's how Google blesses you. That requires a lot of work, requires a lot of study. Yeah. But I did it because I'm an artist and it is important for me to be able to, if I do something, if I have a show, I want the world to know. If I got a new project I'm working on, I want the world to know. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's where, that's the first layer is Wikidata, dumping all that stuff into Wikidata. Yeah. Now gives me every reference I need to write a Wikipedia page. Yeah. Now you don't have to go look for the references because the references are already there because Wikidata is Wikipedia. Yep. So Wikidata is the first layer of this cake. Wikipedia is the second layer. You mirror your you mirror Wiki, you mirror the Wikipedia page off of what you have in your your data. Then the third layer is you mirror your website to your Wikipedia page. So that's three layers of synergy when Google spiders crawl. They know exactly where to put you. Mm-hmm. And then the icing on the cake is something I haven't talked about, which is JSON LD schema. Which is, you know how you type in a recipe for a pound cake? Yeah. And the results come back. But you see that one result that has five stars and gives all the information in the result. Five stars, bells, whistles. Uh, the uh, It might have an emoji. It might have uh, a picture. It has all these things, but the other ones are just regular. Well, till the end of time, the laser pointer and the cat thing is always going to work. Wherever you have a laser pointer and you put it, you put it anywhere. That cat is going to chase that laser pointer. Yeah, and that is what that is. Your eye is going to gravitate to the result mm-hmm. that has the most stars, whistles, bells, whatever. That's the JSON most schema. Impressive or looks most yeah. distinct. All the all the all the carousels, right? The carousels. Yeah. That's JSON LD. All the uh, lists that you see in the middle of a result, the questions that people ask, that is JSON-LD, right? All those little things that you see, those suggestions, all that is is code, JSON-LD. And when you learn that, that's four layers that explain exactly who you are to Google. Mm -hmm. And then now Google will put you where you want to be, and it will go out in the universe and pull every... It's almost like a Marvel movie where... You know, the earth is sucking itself into itself and everything is coming to this black hole. But in a good way. Because Google goes out in the universe and pulls everything back to you and places it where it needs to be. Yeah, it's just like when I did my search for my podcast, seeing how many platforms I'm on. There was so many... When I made that RSS feed public, mm-hmm. I lost count of how many platforms I'm on because of how much that... RSS feeds integrated in so many podcast platforms. Exactly. Okay. And all those, and that's why when I, I, I lost count myself. 
But that's why I do so many podcasts. I do three yeah. of these a day because you're going to put DC Glenn in the URL mm-hmm. or you're going to put Tag Team in the URL. Yeah. And now with Google Spiders Crawl, those are entities that are built. Yeah. And the more entities you have, the more the more uh, social juice you have, mm-hmm. right? So people think you got to have 100,000 likes on social media because that's the holy grail. People are just trying to get more likes. They're, they're selling their soul to get more likes when it's not about that. You don't need a hundred thousand people to like you. Yeah, you just you need a hundred people to pay. You need to target the people that will go yeah. to you. You're you looking for engagement, like in the middle. If you type in any result, if you scroll down in the middle of a page, there are questions, mm-hmm. and if you answer those questions in the recipe that Google gives you, those Google will take those your your question, and now. It will aggregate your question to thousands of pages because you've answered the question. Because what is Google? A search engine. The, Somebody is looking for something. So if yeah. you can answer the question, mm-hmm. it is going to Google. The, the bot is going to put you where that question can be answered. Then that brings more people back to you because those are people who are truly engaged because they asked the question. Yep. And you answered it for them. That's just like it's well, that you ask a que- you answer a question, you get algorithm end, and then that question is now having all these answers, and it gets f- put into the feed of Google because there's, yep. there's so much web traffic towards that particular question. Exactly, exactly, and well, I that's how you do it. But you got to answer the question. You got to answer the question correctly, and then you have to scheme it. You have to have the JSON LD scheme on top of it for it to even become a question. Yeah. Right. For for you even to be able to be able to play like that, so you gotta learn that language, and it's taken me about a year to learn that and Wikidata and Wikipedia at the same time. Mm-hmm. So now I get to combine everything I know from a digital marketing perspective with the newest form of of you know digi- digitization, which is the metaverse and NFTs. And cryptocurrency, that whole ecosystem. Now, I get to apply this to that. So it's basically applying. I'm at the point where I was in '93, where I got all these papers. Now I got to digitize them. So now I'm at the point where all that stuff is digitized. Yeah. Now I get to put it into the new universe. I get to put it yeah. into a whole other galaxy. That just like I watched a documentary, Modern Models. They were doing the Library of Congress at the time. I think. And they're yep. digitizing every single Everything. bit of artifacts, papers, to journals, yep. to drawings, to paintings. And they had to do it so carefully because some of the the things they have is so old. Yep. And, and that is the biggest project. project. That's the biggest Wikidata project out there. See, what's that, what the Wikidata is, is the archiving of all that stuff, yep. right? So now you've got the Met Museum archiving all their stuff. You've got every museum, you've got the Louvre, you've got every museum, every library, every university. You have all these places that are archiving their stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm basically building a tag team museum. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. A There It Is Museum. A DC Glenn, DC The Brain Supreme Museum. Right? I could go work for all those entities because I could do their projects, right? Or I can go in because I took a course and I'm certified. 
Now I can I can I can edit any page I want because they trust me because I went through the proper channels to figure out how to do this correctly. So my project that I'm starting is hip hop. You could start a project called Anime if you knew Wikidata. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You could, there's so many. The sky is the limit about your creativity to bring in all the things that you've learned in your life to create something that's custom to you. So when people I don't subscribe to, when people tell me you can't do something, there's, it's too hard, it's too this, it's too that. There's nothing on this earth you can't do as long as you're breathing. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it goes back to show you that, you know, when... It's actually, leaving a legacy is more complicated than people might think because yeah. you're known for so many things. Targeting which thing you want to be known for, it's almost impossible to control that narrative. You can direct it. Yeah, but you don't, have to, you don't have to target it. You don't have to control you, it. You see, you're thinking emotional about it. You're thinking, mm -hmm. you're thinking like a human about it. Yeah. All you have to do is put in the data. Yeah. And when All you, you have, have to do fall, you put in the data. The data follow to the water of a catalog that stores that data. I was doing, I was doing Wikipedia. I was doing some data last night, right? Mm -hmm. I was doing, um, I was doing, what was the one I was doing? Oh, has part in, right? Mm -hmm. And I was doing all the articles that I have a part in. And we're talking about, you know, magazines, USA Today, Sports Illustrated, all those just thousands of articles that I've done get to go into the data. And I have links for all of them. And then when, though, when Google crawls those links, then Google goes through that whole article that was about me and then brings it back to me. So it might pop up in the knowledge panel. Something I did at Sports Illustrator. It might pop up in in uh, uh, Google News because yeah. it was newsworthy, right? All these things. This is how you make things stick. And I do press releases too. That's a way to inf get information in, right? So there's so many ways to archive yourself. You don't really have to strategically concentrate on one thing. You dump it all in under the proper tags that Google gives you. Mm -hmm. I have a spreadsheet with every tag for Wikipedia. Thousands of tags. They got different things. You have an item. You have identifiers. You have uh, several several codes that let you know how to put stuff in properly. If you just go swinging throwing stuff in, and the beauty about that is kind of like elementary. It'll it'll come up with a. If you do it wrong, it'll come up with a, like a like a warning. Then you know you didn't do it right. And then everything has to have references. I put three or four references for everything because that's more things for Google. That's more things for Google to crawl to archive correctly. I send stuff to the Library of Congress constantly because I want them to archive it as well as me archiving it. And then there are other places that archive stuff. You see what I'm saying? So the spider web of that archival of your archival signature is so vast that it doesn't matter what you put in. It matters how you put it in. Yeah, and once you put it in, you can uh, you can make it in a way that's beneficial to you and beneficial to the system. And once that system and you combine, it be it creates what is the digital footprint that directly tags back to you, but also yeah. tags back in the algorithm for people to search. Just because of that one association is now linked into maybe a thousand pages if they share that one page with that single tagline. Yeah, or just that piece of information. But you yeah. don't think algorithms anymore. It's not really the algorithm. No, no, but See, people, now 
people throw that around. People throw that around, and they don't. And it's not. It has nothing to do with the algorithm. Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with the recipe Google gives you. Yeah. Google gives you a re- recipe, right? Now, what happens is, if you know the recipe, every only reason Google changes its out, it, it does have an algorithm, but it changes its algorithm to shake out all the people who are trying to game the system, right? Mm-hmm. The algorithm has nothing to do with the recipe of the data. So if you're doing it right, think about it. There have been Google's been around for a minute. And yep. if you optimize your website the correct way, that algorithm has never changed. Not algorithm, but that, that, that recipe has never changed. So never, therefore, you don't get hit with penalties. But if you're trying to game the system keyword stuff and all these things that Google tells you not to do, and you try to do it anywhere, try to come up with a clever way to do it, that's what the algorithm's for is to catch those, that's to catch the people who are trying to cheat and get their way into, because that confuses the bot. So they can't have that. So they have to keep upgrading and changing that algorithm because that's what brings, that's what, you know, shakes out the leaves and shakes out all the bad stuff. And if you do it the right way, you never have to worry about that. And that's the beauty of it. But people don't see it that way because everybody is trying to, everybody, it's human nature to want it now. It's human nature to try to find a shortcut. But there's no way around it. There is no shortcut to this. It's you gotta put in the work. That involves you is so small, but that small detail, once you digitize it, is now ingrated into the internet. In whatever capacity you share that one photo, it can be on multiple websites, reposted, whatever. But that one initial photo, then you then you delete it. It's still there because of the backtracking of how data works. Yeah, or uh, you know, like with Wiki, Wikipedia, Wikipedia is, a, is the whole Wikipedia system is a library. Yeah. So you have a place where you can put your pictures, which is called Wikidata Commons, Wikipedia Commons. Mm-hmm. Commons is where you put all your pictures that go, and, and you put those pictures out of yourself they last forever yeah they will be in every knowledge panel they will be in everything that has to do with you so if you have tons of pictures that you want to archive and you shot those pictures that is the easiest way for everybody to see your stuff easier than a website easier than anything you could possibly do because now you've tagged those pictures correctly and then the beauty of wiki commons is that you get to put you get to tag wiki commons like wiki data it's the same process across the board so if you got a book you can put that into Wikidata or you can put you can have a picture of your book and then that goes into yep. you know um, Wikipedia there's so many things that you can do right and it's, the sky's the limit it's up to your creativity oh yeah so oh, I yeah. spend most of my time archives it's a hobby for me now oh yeah but then it serves me it serves me as an artist as well so I mean you know back to a when I told you the Barack Obama story back in 2011, mm-hmm. you type in tag team, it was all wrestling. Nothing but wrestling. You type in tag team today, it is all tag team. No wrestling found nowhere. There's probably one or two results that's wrestling. That's mm-hmm. because we did something with wrestling with WWE The Bump, right? And that is a testament to, you know, 
HMT is just a little picture, a little cartoon that's supposed to go up in value. But, you know, this is basically the whole, um, you know, sports memorabilia game dumped into the digital world, right? So if it's authenticated and it has a place, like we do, we've done a million halftime shows and every halftime show I have a jersey and I could give that jersey away along with a little NFT picture that I drew. Mm-hmm. And now that NFT has value because that's one thing that nobody else has and I don't want it. You know, I mean, I could keep it for and put them in frames and stuff like that, but that's not important to me. I'd rather, I would rather put that and put it to an NFT then that NFT increases in value, mm-hmm. right? And now, and then the fact that that NFT increases in value, the deal that you make is that you get a royalty after every, for every time that is sold in value. So when it increases in value and it sells again, not only did you get the money at the front end, you still get money on the back end, which is a 10% royalty, which is just like records, just like making, just like publishing, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how that works. Right, you can do that with all kind of stuff. But if you're an artist and you have something cool, then you have to create. You have to attach some type of value to it. Everything that is on the metaverse has to have a value to it. I look at the metaverse as an amusement park where you went to when you were a kid, right? Mm-hmm. And in that amusement, that amusement park is on land. And if it's on land, well, where is the most lucrative real estate in that amusement park? Well, it depends on what you do. So if you sell hot dogs, you want to be by the food court. Yeah. If you uh, have a roller coaster company, well, you want to be in a place where everybody sees your roller coaster first. Yeah. Right? If you want to be the hot all this is, that's just that. When you hear people say, okay, I bought some digital real estate, that's what that means because that is basically the new form of marketing. Yeah. Okay. And when the ad agencies and all these marketing people get get in on this, like Nike is and everybody is, then they're going to be the ones that lead us into the future with this because there are millions of people all over the world, it's a global thing, that are in this space. And there's never been a time where everything has been more global than in that space. That's why everybody put a whole bunch of money into it and everybody right now, you know, media is laughing at them like, oh, you lost $8 billion in value messing around with the metaverse. It's, it's, not, like, it's free value. The time they spent in it, it's not like they spent, you know, a million dollars to do it. It's like yeah, but, that small investment they have is not even comparison to what how much they can make depending on how it gets valued. Yeah, the long term, the long term play, right? You, if you're the if you're the one that makes the technology better, it don't matter how much money you lose now, right? And everybody's getting out of the market because, you know, everybody wants to get rich quick. But it's like, I put my money and just let it, let it, I put my money there and let it set and let it sit. And for me, if I had known this two years before I did the Geico commercial, I would have set up so many different plays and capitalized on them in the year that it was hot. And then I would have cashed out, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. But yeah. the fact that I'm even learning about it mm-hmm. is a win. Because I'm never, you know, I, I vow to myself that as long as I'm breathing, I will never, I'm not going to leave this earth regretting something I wish I did okay. that I didn't do. You know, 
And for me, yeah, and for me, you know, I'm generally happy with the podcast I'm making and the episodes I upload and the connections I make with the people with special guests like you because it provides a good talking point, not even a talking point, it just provides a great discussion that I love so much. Yeah. Yeah, man, think about it. We didn't even talk about what there it is. Yeah, we haven't, no. <laughs> we haven't talked about any of that, right? Because, you know, won't there it is, won't there it is. But this is life, man. Yeah. Future. This is what's important. You know, it's me talking to people about how they can change. You know, every podcast I do, there's somebody that's listening that can take one little thing yep. and it might change their life. And the thing with Whoop There It Is, I told all these other people, oh yeah, I got an interview with DC Glenn. I'm so happy. It's like, who's DC Glenn? I was like, He's the guy who did hoop. There it is. Oh, it's like uh. exactly. <laughs> and I set it up. That it's for me doing these park. I got to do Comic Con because of one of these yeah. podcasts. Mm-hmm. Because I got on here and we started talking, and they were like, you know, we're gonna pay for you to come to Comic Con with us. I mean, uh, 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 Comic Con with us. And I sat up in there, and it's funny. I said I had to gave me a booth and everything. Mm-hmm. Comic Con road. Because, you know, the Comic-Con Network has just satellites all over the, all over the world. Because yeah. everybody came to San Diego, especially during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, people, you know, I, I think I was next to the lady who was from Dragon Ball Z. She did voices for Dragon Ball Z characters. And she had a line, about 100 people. And I'm just, you know, I just wanted to go to observe. I wasn't trying to sell nothing or anything. I just wanted to peep it out. And people would come over to me and they would look and it was like, what 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 um I got a big sign and everything. They're like, What what sci fi movie are you in or what did you do? And the people that bought me, they're just playing with them, like, You don't know who that is? And I'm just like, Oh my gosh And uh, they're like, Remember that song Whoop there is like, Yeah And I was like, You know that, that Geico commercial? And then I would go, Sprinkles and they would just melt. Because <laughs> it is the most beautiful thing when a person realizes who you are. Right. Yeah. In the moment. Yeah. And that happened over and over and over again. And I don't have to. I don't have to be a star. I don't. I actually love not being a star, even though I'm a star because I get to live my life. Mm-hmm. I'm on TV every day, and I can go anywhere I want to go because people yeah. are not going to recognize me because of how I carry myself. Well, speaking right? of that, when you reached out to me, mm-hmm. your email, your email went to spam. So I, at first I didn't see it. Next, mm-hmm. I had a message in spam, just randomly checking that my uh, blog MC anime email, and I see DC Glenn, uh, Geico commercial scoop. There it is. I was like, "What's this?" Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What is exactly. this?" And then I believe the the the, the, the paragraph because the tagline just threw me off. I was like, "Okay." That's where the the paragraph is like, oh, it's DC Glenn. He's the singer of this particular song. He wants he reached out to me. He wants to do an interview on the podcast. I was like, I mean, I'm I'm at first the tagline threw me off so much that it's like, first it's in spam, so that doesn't help anything in the situation. And then second, I was like, who I I. This seems familiar, but I'm not really sure. So I read the paragraph, and you express, yeah, I saw you thought it'd be really cool to do this podcast and talk about this. And it's like, huh, okay. 
Why didn't you just tag me with MC Anime? Hey man. <laughs> <laughs> See, now this is this is the this is the thing. Whenever the reason I'm, I'm my own publicist, yeah. right? And the reason I became my own publicist is because they were telling me that they couldn't help me with the Geico commercial because we were in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. So whenever that happens, I don't be like, okay, I accept that. I go join an organization because organizations are filled with people who have been mm-hmm. professional and loving their their uh, profession for 10, 20, 30, 40 years and can't wait to tell you. And I'm on a Geico, you know, I think it was two days before the Super Bowl, Super Bowl week. I joined an organization called PRSA, uh, mm-hmm. Public Relations Society of America. I'm going to be my own damn publicist, and I'm on a Zoom cast with the CEO of this big PR firm. And I'm like, raise my hand. I'm like, our press release is relevant. And they're like, well, what's it for? And I'm like, well, I'm kind of featured in a Geico commercial called Scoop. There it is. And I'm looking at the chat and just blew up the entire Zoom call. Everybody's like, I can't believe that's him. Oh, my God. My mother loves that song. My grandfather loves that song. My dog loves that song. My kids love that song. It just blew up the entire chat. The moderator was like, all right, all right, all right. We'd like to welcome to DC to PRSA. And back to his question, our press release is relevant. The CEO is like, yes. Because the whole last year, every story's been about COVID. The whole last year, every story's been political. And here you guys come, spinning scoops, throwing sprinkles and ice cream and DC, you'll smile. She said, of course that press release is going to work. You can go here for all the journalists. You're going to go here for all the podcasters. You're going to go here for all the TV talk shows. And make sure your pictures are like this. She gave me the entire breath of her experience. True. In 10 minutes, it is the reason that you and I are talking today. And every time I do a podcast, there is, it is another block of archive of archive of my life. And I have done some good in the world because I have given knowledge to people who might not have had this knowledge to begin with. Well, would you, you say my experience is that any email I get usually has like NC Anime or podcast mm-hmm. in, the, in yeah. the tagline. You didn't have that. It's like. This is throwing me off because I like you. You show me spam, and it's just this big long text. It's like okay, I like the text. I wish I knew what the relevance. Yeah. I don't know why I read it? I just read it because it was, I guess, interesting enough. <laughs> it didn't seem hey, annoying. It, it didn't seem like a scam. And, and that, like, that has to go. That has to do. You know, it's it's it's, it's hard to. It's, it, it, it's difficult. You know what I mean? And I'm learning stuff every day. But, you know, a lot of times things go to, go to spam, and you have to check that spam. And everybody goes through it. But sometimes you, do, you get so much that you can't go through all of it. But I guess, you know, it well, was, that, it was the right, I, I was in the right place at the right time. Don't make and you public, saw. So I don't tag it to any website. I usually yeah. tag it in contact info because that is a lot easier. So I can yeah. separate all the but personal personal email. I have a, I have seventeen thousand emails and there's just a bunch of ads. Oh yeah, ads. hey, I do too. Uh, but you know, I spend a lot of time making my email is my lifeline. Yeah. So I spend a lot of time unsubscribing and making sure that the right stuff gets in and the right and the other stuff don't cut and you know the the, the the terrible stuff gets out. You know, mm-hmm. and it's a full time job. If that's DC Gotta Eat has been my email forever, mm-hmm. and you know, 
sales and stuff like that, but they all come to DC out of heat. So anytime somebody sells my information or anything like that, I have to correct it. And it's not, it just, you know, it, it just takes time. You know, like today I'm going to do it. And when I finish with this, I got another, uh, I got a meeting at 10 o'clock. So I got to go through and yeah. find something. But in order to find things, you have to, the email is one thing you have to archive. I archive every email that's relevant. So I can go back and find it and I can go back and follow up and I can go back and rehash things and I can go, it just, yeah. it's another encyclopedia, right? So I'm so good at doing that archive and it doesn't bother me to do that, but everybody else, it is a pain in the ass. And it's easy. It's you know, you don't understand the relevance. Yeah. If you understand the relevance about something and why it's important, then it's not a job. It's something that yeah, you do. If I had a chance to do archiving, I would love to do it because it's just... If it's me, then that archiving is not more personal. You have yeah, but then the thing of it is, though, what you did, let me make this clear. You, you, it can't be about you. No, right? I'm doing it would be about, like, like, like you would have to go. Who I You would have to go, you would have, like, yeah. you, well, you do anime, right? So you're versed in it. So you would go and find certain sites, or you would even create anime anime wiki data that because you have yeah. you have to have an entity out there so say if okay so one of the things is one of the things i found out was you know they'll ask you who is your father well my father is cecil glenn and then when i put it in they're like well you can't use that because that person has to have a wiki data uh number so therefore because i'm an editor i can go create my father's wikipedia I me mean, wiki data page and now I can connect us, right? So if all the places that you are, are you affiliated with, they might not have an entity out there, so you have to go create it. That's what Wikidata is for. Yeah. So everything that is not in the internet can become in the internet. Yeah. And you go through everybody else's stuff, but in the same time, you're doing yours. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have to serve a bigger purpose than yourself. Now... I still do my thing on me, right? But if I'm connected to a magazine that's not out there, I'm going to go make a profile for it, so therefore I can be in it. Yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? Yourself if there's the all these magazines that don't have a Wikidata portal, I'm going to go make one for them, put as much information, you know, put a little information in there that I see, and then Google's going to aggregate it once Google pause it, and then it'll put it in there th themselves. Because everybody has a library of Congress number, but you didn't know that, did you? Everybody has certain numbers, a Spotify number, or this. You probably got all your, what you got is identifiers. Yeah. You probably got so many identifiers because of your podcast. My That's how Google identifies who you are yeah. through that yeah. number. And if you have it consolidated in Wikidata, now Google knows. My, right? my OSS feed is literally the binding link to all the podcast platforms I use because they all integrate that OSS feed as the original website when it uploaded and just 24 hours later all of it gets transmitted and then you put your RSS feed into Wikidata all you gotta do is put the link of your RSS feed yep. because your RSS yep. feed is an entity Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. because RSS feed has a number Yeah, right? Yeah. And our RSS feed probably is an identifier. It identifies all your social media. Yep. You put that in Wikidata. Like all, all of it is. You can't look at it as what it is. You have to look at it as data. Yep. Everything is data. To, to connect who you are and to connect the people to you. 
and the people who exactly. you are part of that. So if they're not part of that data, you have to make them into that data to be part of your data. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, man, I want to thank you for letting me come on here and run my mouth. Because it has been enlightening. I'm glad. I hope I'm giving people some value. And, uh, you know, like I said, DC Glenn ATL, if you want to find me, DC Glenn, me, and Tag Team Woo. All the handles are the same. You'll find me. And if you get a chance, just look at Wikidata, DC Glenn, and you'll see how extensive I am compared to any other artist in the universe. Oh, yeah. From the, from the Beatles to everybody. I'm the most extensive because I, this, is, this is new. They started Wikidata in 2016, and nobody knows about it. This is like the... the, 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 the you know, we're in the we're in the plains, you know what I'm saying? This is this is a migration. And for artists not to know how to do this, this is my this is what I'm trying to show people. So hey, there's nothing you can't do as long as you breathe in my friend. Remember that. And all of it's relevant to the point when you unleash that wiki data onto the internet and then that wiki data is now associated with you. And associate with your counterparts with the affiliations you have too. And now you get to write a Wikipedia, and you know how to write. So now you get to write a Wikipedia page, and you and, and you're so thoughtful in how you want to write it, and you write it like an encyclopedia because mm-hmm. every part of it is true because you put it in the data. Oh gosh, now just just think of Wikidata, just like oh man, I yeah. I did so I didn't know how much I actually did to connect myself. Until I search my own name and search this tagline or search this name that's associated with this that's shared on all these other platforms. I come up yeah. with all these search engines and it's just literally just old blogs and podcasts. Yeah, man. Who I am. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, I gotta go. Uh, and thank you so I much. Appreciate this is the conclusion of the episode. Uh, follow DC Glenn. It's gonna be a link in the description. Where to find him and all that stuff. And, yeah, this concludes the episode of DC Glenn and How to Leave a Legacy.